News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Levels in existing tenancies remain lower than in new tenancies, according to the third quarter 2023 RTB Rent Index report. For more on this, we're joined by Marion Finnegan, uh, Sherry Fitzgerald Managing Director. Marion, some really interesting findings in this. Uh, let's deal with that, fir- that first one, that you, you, if, you, if, you've a new te- if you're a new tenant, you're going to pay more than an existing tenant. Yeah, and, and the reason for that is is probably a little bit historical in that when rental caps came in, existing tenancies were controlled in terms of rental inflation initially by 4% and now by 2% rental inflation every year. However, if there is a new tenancy, either a property in the new or the secondhand market that has been bought by an investor and hasn't been previously rented, that that rent would be set at market rent. And that creates that divergence between the two. So I think from the RTB report, we're seeing a divergence of between 17 and 18 percent between existing tenancies and new tenancies. But we're also seeing an increase in the rate of rent for those in Mm -hmm. existing tenancies that exceeds uh, the rent pressure zone level, which I think is 2 percent. And it's well in excess of that. That's quite surprising, is it not? It is. um, However, um, I think we have an incredibly dysfunctional marketplace. So at this point, if I'm honest, Shane, nothing really surprises me in relation to the rental <laughs> levels. Um, so we are seeing a market that in the last 12 months, we've estimated we've lost 15,000 tenancies out of the market because of that exodus of private landlords. Um, the new tenancies that you would have seen coming in through the PRS sector, which is the private rental sector, large institutional investors buying building, first of all, and then renting or buying and renting accommodation into the market has become very, very fragmented because of the interest rate increases over the last 18 months to two years. So the market has become even more uh, supply side constrained. So you're going to see trends all over the place as a result of that level of a lack of stock. It does suggest the rent pressure zones aren't working, though. Well, you see, if you look across uh, um, rental markets across the globe, rental pressure zones don't work in the main. What they create is an artificial marketplace. I think the SRI, prior to the introduction of, I believe it was the SRI, now I could be correct in this, but a report definitely came out suggesting that rental pressure zones wouldn't solve the problem. The only thing that stops rents rising by over 11% a year as they are for new tenancies or 5% for existing tenancies is stock. And unfortunately, if we continue to see a loss of 15,000 tenancies a year, that, that cannot be resolved by simply saying there's a cap. People work around things in a manner that you and I can't even think about today. However, it is a market that is incredibly deprived of stock. So normally you should have over 20,000 rental units available to rent at any one time. It's now in the single thousands. So that just shows you how completely starved this market is of accommodation. And as a result of that, you'll see trends all over the place like we're seeing now. Is there any sign of it changing at all? I mean, just anecdotally, when you're when you're driving around or walking around Dublin, you do see lots of new uh, apartment developments being mm-hmm. constructed. Is there any mm-hmm. sign of that changing at all? 
Well, that is a positive sign and we're certainly seeing a little bit more. We had seen right up at about a year and a half ago, a little bit more construction activity of apartments and those being delivered into the market. We also know the government's programme of cost rental is beginning to see a trickle of stock coming through. But I suppose the biggest challenge what we have is a backdoor of private investors leaving in their thousands and tens of thousands and a front door dribbling in accommodation largely only in the large urban areas, particularly in Dublin. So if you're in Sligo, you're not seeing that level of construction activity activity or indeed most parts of regional Ireland aren't seeing it at all. So in a funny way, the biggest problem we have now for both price performance, stock and rental performance is rural Ireland where they haven't seen any replenishment of stock and that's the biggest challenge. If you were housing minister in the morning, are there simple things, are there easy things you could do? There's nothing easy about housing, but I do think they need to address that private investor sector. A sparsely population a populated country such as Ireland requires both the large institutional investors, which we should be welcoming, and stop demonising them and stop increasing the stamp duty and changing the policies in relation to them. That's the first thing. And the second thing is to address the private investors leaving the marketplace. And if they're leaving because they don't believe it's a solid market to invest in or because they're not getting the financial return that they want because of the tax rates or the regulation, those simple issues need to be addressed sooner rather than later. And you might bring in a policy for five or seven years to address that, to stabilise the market and then encourage the PRS sector. But PRS investors can go anywhere in the world. If we want to bring them to Ireland, we need to stop changing our views on, on them. We need to stop demonising them and changing the tax structure for them every couple of months. Marion Finnegan, Sherry Fitzgerald, Managing Director. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let us know your take on all that. 087 1400. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.